Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect, a podcast on mental health for folks of color. I'm your host, John Zell Anderson, licensed professional counselor. I'm the owner of Panoramic Counseling, where I specialize in treating teens and young adults in Richmond, Virginia, and throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia through online counseling. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. I had not planned on putting out this particular episode in the series that I'm doing on critical race theory, but this Monday there was an article published in my local newspaper um, about a school district that has made some decisions regarding critical race theory. And in reading it, it evoked a lot of frustration in me. Um, And I think that you know, just sharing this uh, pieces of this article and um, my perspectives on it kind of adds to this exploration that we're doing on critical race theory. So in the next episode, I will get into the book that I purchased on the topic of critical race theory that's currently in its uh, third edition. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes. I'll also put the link to this article so that you can check it out. But the title of the article, this uh, was on October 25th in the Richmond Times-Dispatch. I live in the Richmond, Virginia area. And so the article is Chesterfield County Public Schools Employee Training Opportunities Cannot Have Elements of CRT. So for context here. A lot of professions have what is called professional development or continuing education requirements. With me as a therapist, there's a certain number of hours of additional training that I'm required to get in order to keep my license active. And so this particular article is talking about how the programs that staff and teachers in Chesterfield County, which is a suburb of Richmond, Virginia. It is basically saying that in order for it to be approved as professional development to meet those requirements, it's not allowed to have elements of CRT, critical race theory, um, involved in it. So I'm going to share a couple of snippets here and kind of share some insights as I go through. So, quote, Before employees of Chesterfield County Public Schools enroll in a training course, they must sign a form promising the session doesn't include critical race theory. End quote. So basically, employees of Chesterfield County Public Schools have to do these trainings in order to keep their professional licenses current. But in order to get approved for it, meaning so that the county reimburses them or covers the cost for the training, they have to sign off stating that the program that they selected is not focused in critical race theory. So I'm going to go on with the next part of this. Quote, Chief Academic Officer Sharon Pope wrote in an email, It's far easier to ensure that our employees, for whom we fund their PD, professional development training, understand that CRT would not be something they should bring back to fold into their daily classroom work, wrote Pope, who did not respond to interview requests sent through a school spokesman, end quote. 
So with this, we're seeing that the school board is directly making decisions and rules to eliminate a professional from getting a training that has an emphasis in critical race theory. And from episode one, we've learned that critical race theory is an approach to looking at systems such as government, schools, etc., and how we can look at it through eyes of the history that we've had in this country and how race and racism has interwoven into a lot of those systems. And so what we're going to see in just a minute in this article is how school systems, for example, this one is Chesterfield County Public Schools. In one hand, they'll release public statements stating, you know, we're going to continue working towards diversity, inclusion, all of this stuff. The outward expression is that they're going to do everything they can to create a safe environment for all students. However, actual decision-making from the top is directly halting some efforts to make that happen. And the reason that it's frustrating to me as we, you know, of course, are exploring this topic of critical race theory, from my perspective, critical race theory is a great foundation to start shaking up some of the systems that are currently in place. And what frustrates me is that every company, anybody who has some sort of platform, all put out statements and, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter and basically got on that bandwagon last year when everything was so tumultuous. But in reality, it's a surface level commitment to that. When it comes to systemic change, meaning the decades and generations ingrained into how certain things work, they're making decisions to completely block any real change. Because critical race theory goes at the core of how systems are built and calling out ways that it is blatantly racist, but the school system in this case is blocking that influence, which to me, you're you're talking about inclusion and diversity, but you don't really mean it because you're not making real lasting change and out of risk of making people uncomfortable. So, quote, this summer, board chairman, Ryan Harder, speaking for the entire five-member, all-white, predominantly Republican school board, denounced critical race theory. Harder didn't stop there. He also said that going forward, a quarterly list of all professional development for schools and central office must be presented to the school board so that senior staff and board may review the materials before the training occurs. The same day, Harder denounced CRT, saying that in Chesterfield, our goal is unity and not division. A year-old contract with Virginia Commonwealth University focusing on race and implicit bias in K-12 settings expired. 
the school system chose not to renew it. The moves were a stark departure for a board that had voted a month earlier to observe Juneteenth, recognize Pride Month for the first time, condemned racism, and promised an inclusive school environment two weeks after George Floyd's murder by police roiled the nation. End quote. And so this is reiterating what I said about how this particular school system made superficial gestures in the wake of George Floyd and stuff like that. It's 2021, but you just now recognize Pride Month. Um, So, and then also, if you were listening, the school board doesn't have inclusion or representation. It's all white and predominantly conservative Republican. Um, And so they're making superficial gestures, but they're not really interested in making systemic change, which is the aim of critical race theory, um, to change those racist systems. Um, And I want to go back to a couple of things here. So earlier in that quote, uh, Harder, who is the board chairman, the, the chairman of the school board in Chesterfield County, he had said in Chesterfield, in Chesterfield, our goal is unity and not division. This goes back to what I talked about in the first episode, where a lot of people have something to say about critical race theory, but they are really ignorant as to what it is. Um, because there is a consensus among a lot of conservatives that critical race theory is about division. Um, and from the literature that I've been reviewing so far and we'll be sharing with you over the next few episodes, it's, it's not the case. And so later on in the article, there was a quote by the same chairman, Harder, who wrote in an email and said, I will never support the main context of CRT in dividing children based off their skin color, end quote. And so I said this in the last episode, but as I read more and more of these articles, and as I've been in the process of reading the textbook Critical Race Theory, Third Edition, by Delgado and Stefanik. I can see that a lot of these people who are making these decisions don't even know what critical race theory is, and it's incredibly frustrating. Quote, The topic has seeped into Virginia's governor's race, in which Republican Glenn Youngkin has called education the most important issue. Youngkin told a crowd outside the Loudoun County Public Schools Administration building in June that if elected, he would ban critical race theory being taught in schools on his first day in office, end quote. Virginia is in the national news because we have a governor's election coming up in, let's see, four days. Uh, at the time that I'm recording this, it's Friday. Um, side note. I know that all of my listeners of this podcast are on it when it comes to voting. I just have that feeling. If you've listened to this podcast, you're definitely not the type of person that sits around. Um, But if you haven't, 
or you weren't planning to, say you stumbled across this uh, podcast, and it doesn't even, even if you don't live in the state of Virginia, please exercise your duty of going out on Tuesday and voting in your local election, because voting is not just something we need to do every four years for the presidential election. It is incredibly important. And the reason I say that is because I am very fearful that this particular conservative Republican uh, may win the governor race in my state. And it it's really upsetting to hear that this guy has flat out said, I'm going to ban critical race theory day one in office. And I feel like when I hear somebody say that, when they say, I'm going to ban critical race theory, basically you're saying, I'm going to put a stop to any real systemic change happening. That's the way that I perceive it as a person of color, but also as somebody who is reading the literature and actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Um, So moving on, uh, this same person, uh, Ryan Harder, who is the chairman of the school board, he, I'll just give a quote here, quote, Harder's email described the act exact opposite of what CRT actually is, said Janelle George, an associate professor at Georgetown University Law Center. It is not about castigating students because of their race, George said. It's about acknowledging how society is ordered and constructed to create racial difference. Harder, who in June declined to explain his understanding of critical race theory, again declined to answer questions this week and referred to his June 1st statement, end quote. So when I read that part, it validated how I'm feeling about these school board people who are making these huge decisions, but they can't even assert that they know what critical race theory is. You've heard the statements such as, we're not going to divide students based on their race, and uh, this is about uh, inclusion, not division. But Anybody who has done research on critical race theory and has looked at any of the texts that have been written by people who are actually pioneers in this theory would be able to give a rudimental explanation as to what it is. Just in my last episode of this podcast on this topic, I was able to do that with just giving insights that I got from an article written on the topic. So it really bothers me that the chairman of the the school board who has basically banned teachers from getting training that would involve critical race theory, he can't even be on the record as explaining what critical race theory is. Having, you know, so, okay, I'm a therapist in this area and I have lots of, I would say, a good half of my clients uh, attend school in Chesterfield County Public Schools. My minority clients, people of color who go to S- Chesterfield County schools, almost all of them have reported systemic racism that occurs within the school system. Uh, discipline rates are higher 
for black and brown students, uh, uh, suspensions, all sorts of stuff. There's so the evidence is profound to show that there is definitely systemic racism going on in the school system. And I just think of them. I think of them when, you know, they're basically blocking any sort of potential for change. They're okay with tweeting and doing the superficial things to say that Black Lives Matter and starting their little committees at schools to say that they're going to focus on inclusion and things like that. But when it really comes down to it, the people who have power and influence and can really make a difference, they're blocking it. And that is what really scares me. And so add in the fact that there's a person running for governor who says, I'm going to put a stop to this on the state level. So we're talking about school board with Chesterfield County. The governor is in charge of the entire state. So statewide, again, the impact is even bigger. And that's why I'm glad that I'm talking about this. I did not realize until I read this article that Glenn Youngkin, who's the Republican candidate for governor, uh, took this stance on critical race theory. It really does hit me on a personal level, because when I see and hear somebody say that they're going to take several steps back as far as progress and making the world a place that I, a person of color, can feel safe and understood and cared about in, it it puts a lot of stress. It really does put a lot of stress on me. Um, and so that's why I'm kind of doing this impromptu episode, because I could sit on this podcast and talk about what it is, and I will definitely get into that. Um, I'm almost done reading the the book on critical race theory that I've been citing. So the future episodes will definitely kind of dig deeper into that. And there's some discussion questions that I'll be going through. But these things really do make a difference in the quality of life for people of color, but also for, you know, people, the non-melanated people, like, uh, there are a lot of allies who want to see inclusivity and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people who really just feel that these, um, very conservative people who are making statements of, you know, we're going to completely outlaw this and we're not going to go in that direction. There's definitely a energy um, throughout politics and just in general where people are kind of that uh, keep it like the good old days, make America great again type shit. And it's really, really overwhelming to me personally. But luckily, they let anybody uh, start a podcast and to speak their mind. So here I am using my First Amendment right to say what I have to say about it. So definitely go out and vote on Tuesday if you haven't voted early already. So going back into this article, I just have a couple more points here and then I will wrap up for today. Quote, the majority of students in Chesterfield aren't white but nearly four in five school employees are. An audit ordered by the school board found Chesterfield's teaching materials were culturally insufficient. In the social justice category, for example, the audit found the curriculum 
was taught through a white lens. School board member Debbie Bailey, a veteran Chesterfield history and civics teacher, expressed conflicting views of CRT in emails to parents and residents. In one email, Bailey said, I do not support CRT in Chesterfield County Public Schools K-12 education. Yet, in another email, Bailey wrote, I taught social studies for 34 years, and I would agree with you that American history should not be whitewashed, as you say, and facts should be presented accurately, reflecting our nation's history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you are defining CRT as a proper historical representation of our nation's past, then I would agree with you. Bailey did not respond to a request for comment. The nationwide conservative backlash to teaching about systemic racism is building momentum, not only to attack segments of public education, but also as an issue helping conservatives to build their base ahead of the midterm elections, end quote. This is a polarizing type of thing that is getting a lot of momentum, and the really super-duper conservative people who like things the way that they are, uh, those people tend to be Caucasian and not impacted by systemic racism, and it's it, it does have an impact whether they want to acknowledge that systemic racism is a thing and that in order for there to be change, there's going to be some discomfort by the non-melanated majority on understanding the impact of history and systems and ancestry on why people of color are have generational trauma and disadvantages. But with people like this governor who's run or this potential governor candidate and also people who are running the school boards in my area, their their motive is to just, hey, let's stop anything, any discussion, any change, making rules to eliminate these deeper discussions that can really make a change with systemic racism. And for that, I just feel heartbroken. But I will keep using my voice. I will keep coming on this podcast and talking about these issues. Thank you so much for listening to my rant about this. And I will be back next week with some episodes to kind of break down this uh, book that I've been reading. So stay tuned and take care. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. The link is in this episode's show notes. Thanks in advance. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, and best of all, it's free. They offer creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Did I mention that you can make money from your podcast no matter the size of your following? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.